Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God or in purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wonsuzu. So let's get down to it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode today. It's your girl, Afoke. And as usual, I'm glad to be speaking with you again this week. And I do hope you guys are well and doing good. And if not, I pray that God shows up for you in this week to give you clarity, hope, or whatever it is that you require for that situation. Amen? Amen. (laughs) All right, so let's dive into the message for today. Well, as you may have already seen or noticed from the title of this podcast, we are obviously discussing a topic of where are all the good men? Like, are they hiding somewhere? Like, did they lose their sense of direction in finding you, sis, if you're still single and wondering about this question? Or are there just not enough men? Which leaves you frustrated and asking the question, where are all the good men? Okay, and if you've been single for a while, I can understand why these questions will be of concern to you because being single, your single season can be hard and it can get lonely, truth be told, and that's just facts, okay? And I get it, I understand, I see you, okay? I see you. So it is very normal if you have been single for a while, but yet no man in sight. And when you ask or wonder where are all the good men or where where are all, yeah, where are all the good men, where are they hiding or whatever, it seems like you just get crickets uh, in response or for a response, like there's no response. It's like, where are they though, right? Well, today, sis, you know your girl, like, you know me, I always try to serve with the solutions from the word of God and from my personal experiences as well. Okay, so let's discuss by first looking at Matthew 14, uh, verse 22 to 33, because I'd like to share some things with you to kind of give you a perspective shift. Okay, and that verse is actually talking about when Peter uh, walked in water. Okay, and then after that perspective shift, I can then share with you or let you know where all these good men are hiding, okay? Or where you can expect to meet or be found by a good man. So stay tuned for that, okay? Uh, And I hope that's okay uh, with you that I share this um, perspective shift first because it is very important. And then we'll go right down to answering the question of where these men are, okay? So Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33, and I am reading from the NIV version, which is the New International Version, which says, um, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land and buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. The the wind was against the boat. Shortly after dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake like a boss. (laughs) So shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. 
Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. And verse 30, but when he saw the wind, when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and began and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Amen. So that's Matthew 14, 22 to 23. And just like Peter in this verse or in these verses we just read, it may feel like you are sinking in the sea of singleness. Sometimes, especially when you are bogged down with your emotions, running high, feelings of loneliness, and with questions such as, where are all the good men? Do good men still exist? Will I ever get married? Because this single season is taking such a long time. And all the other questions that may come up and give you cause for concern in your single season, which begins to make you fear and panic that you just would never get married or making you feel like you're left behind, especially when you see people, your friends, best friends, family members getting married except you. And it may seem like your singleness journey may have been going well, maybe at the start when things were fresh, you know, but the farther you went into it, the farther you went into your single season, the harder it got. Just like the boats went farther into the lake, the winds grew bigger and hit against the boats uh, harder in the verse read from Matthew 14, 22 to 23. But the truth is, the truth is, God knew these winds and storms will come. He knew there would be days you would feel some type of way, loneliness, like you're not good enough, the issue of men and non-commitment, wondering where the good men are or if they exist, and the many other questions bugging you as a single Christian lady. But sis, God knew that you will face all these winds or storms. That's why he sent you ahead of him like he did with Peter and the disciples in Matthew 14. But he wants you to remember. He wants you to remember that this single season is the season he has put you in and he has equipped you to overcome any challenge, be it emotional or otherwise. And you can always reach out to him like Peter did and put your focus on him. God did not send you, okay? God did not send you into this, your single season to punish you or abandon you for whatever you feel you may have done. No, or to make your emotions run wild and get you into trouble or make you depressed. None of that, okay, sis? He sent you into this season, into this single season because he has properly equipped you and you have everything, everything you need to navigate through this single season as long as you keep your focus on God, okay? The focus is important. So in order for you to navigate through this single season successfully, you need to keep your focus on God. But sis, where is your focus right now? Where is your focus right now? If you're wondering where all, where, where all the good men are or where all the good men and worrying over it, obsessing over it, 
then you just might be focusing on the wrong things, which is causing you to sink into bad emotions, feelings of loneliness and depression. And so God wants to give you a perspective shift because without it, the struggles, the storms, the winds of the single life, of your single season will consume you just like Peter was sinking into the storms when he gave attention to those storms. Sis, you have to turn your focus to God, just like Peter did initially. When Peter had his eyes on Jesus, he could walk all over that storm. And I want to point out, and I want to point out very intentionally, okay, that when Peter was looking at Jesus and walking on the water, the water wasn't calm. No, it wasn't. The storm was still raging. The winds were still smashing against the waters, but because Okay, in Matthew 14, 32, because in Matthew 14, 32, the Bible verse there says, the wind died down only when Jesus and Peter went into the boat. Well, sis, isn't that something amazing? Isn't that amazing that Peter had his eyes focused on Jesus, not the storms? And as long as Peter had his eyes on Jesus, he could walk over the storm. He could stay on top of the storm, not sinking under it. I think that's crazy though. Like, I want you to imagine it. I know surfers, they ride on the waves um, with their surf surfboards. I mean, I've never surfed, but from movies or whenever I catch a glimpse of surfers on the TV, um, I mean, I can imagine where they're surfing, right? They just surf from the waves. But then imagine a storm where the waves are unstable, but yet you're able to walk all over it. I mean, it is mind-blowing. But that is what putting your focus on Jesus in your single season or any season of life for that matter can do for you. You can walk over any storms that your single season brings, providing you keep your eyes on Jesus, not the storms. Peter did not just walk over calm waters, God didn't say, oh yeah, Peter, come on the, come walk with me on the water because it's calm now. No, Jesus invited Peter to walk with him over the storm and God has given you such authority as well. You can walk over any storms that your single season brings, okay? Providing you keep your eyes on Jesus, not the storms. And that is the perspective shift you just may need to start enjoying your single season today. Okay, that is a perspective shift you just may need to start enjoying your single season today and right now or any season of life you may currently find yourself in with the storms raging. Okay, and again, as long as you have your eyes on Jesus, your focus on Jesus, you will walk over that storm. So yes, sis, the storms of singleness are real. And I acknowledge that again, okay? And I acknowledge it again and again. And again, I see you. I understand the struggles, but God also wants you to know today as well that he understands the struggles of singleness. I mean, I'm just me. I'm a human being. I understand. And God, he sees, he knows. He has seen the end from the beginning. He knows everything. So why do you feel he doesn't understand your struggles? So I want to let you know today Okay, that God understands these struggles of singleness. 
He understands that it can get hard sometimes. And he acknowledges those singleness or singlehood or single season struggles as well. And that's why God doesn't want you looking at the winds or the storms of singleness. He doesn't want you consumed by it. He wants your eyes fixed on him. He wants you to focus on him, not the storms, so that you can live life as a single person, overcoming and walking over the storms and enjoying your single season. So keep to so keep your focus on Jesus and walk over those storms. Stop letting the storms consume you. Stop putting your life on hold because of those storms or singleness struggles. Stop putting your life on hold, thinking that you have to wait for the storms to pass before you begin to live your life. No, change your focus. Put it on Jesus and stop putting your life on hold because you're not yet married. Enjoy your single season now. Okay, enjoy it now, despite the storms. Enjoy every minute of your single season now because life doesn't start when you get married. Life starts now, okay? I feel like I need to say this again for somebody. Enjoy your single season now, despite the storms. Enjoy every minute of your single season now because life doesn't start when you get married. Life starts now. Okay, and that's why James 1 verse 2, it says, Count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Okay, and the verse goes on, but I just want to focus on that first bit of James 1 verse 2, which again says, Count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, which could be paraphrased to say, Count it all joy. Count it all joy when the storms rise. Okay? The Bible verse doesn't say count all the storms when they rise, does it? No, it doesn't say that. The Bible verse doesn't say count all the storms when they rise. No. The Bible isn't saying count all the storms or winds of your single season when they arise. Because God knows they will arise. It is normal for them to, to arise. But when these winds... These storms of singleness rise or arise. God expects you to count it all joy and keep your focus in him, not counting all the storms. And then you sink or get consumed by those storms. Okay? But for you to count it all joy when the storms rise, you need to keep your focus on Jesus. If not, you will drown in those storms of singleness. And that is not what God wants for you. God wants you to recognize the storms, keep your eyes on him regardless, and walk over the storms. Because between Jesus, the storms, and Peter, Jesus didn't calm the storms. He showed Peter how to walk over the storms by simply putting his trust, his focus, his everything on Jesus. Okay? And now that we have gotten that perspective shift from the word of God and understand that we need, you need to focus or to fix your focus on God to enjoy your single season. Now let's ensure, okay? The Holy Spirit wants to um, ensure you keep keeping your focus on God by answering the question of where are all the good men? Okay, because it's still a question that I feel needs to be answered so you can have an answer if that ever pops into your head. So if you've been, if you've been listening, okay, 
you now know that you shouldn't be keeping your focus on the storms of the single season, like worried over where the good men are. Okay. But like I said, I, I will still answer this question regardless in the end, but to ensure your focus remains on God, on Jesus, let us look at Matthew 6, 33 first, before we answer that question, which says, uh, and reading from the NIV or new international version, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Okay, this verse is also referring to your focus. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything you ever need, including that marriage you're looking forward to, will be given to you. But in order to receive that marriage and everything you're desiring from God, you have to seek God first. But the problem is, the problem is your obsession for a good man, if you are obsessing, Okay, your obsession for marriage, for it to happen now, has made you turn your desire for marriage, a good man, into an idol because you're tired of waiting and has also made you lose your focus, which has affected your priorities. And by priorities, I mean, I mean priorities in the sense of keeping God first. The Bible says, seek God first, emphasis on first. Seek God first. Okay, but when you focus on the storms of singleness, the worries, the lack of a good man, you begin to also shift your priorities and you put God last. And then trying to get a man or find a good man to marry you becomes your first priority. Can you see what just happened there? But the Bible clearly states, in fact, these were words from Jesus himself. He said, in order for you to receive everything you truly desire, desire, you need to keep him first. But then again, you're keeping him last, sis. So how can you get everything you desire? How can you get these things? And huge disclaimer here, I'm not saying keep God first just because you want to get married or get all the things you desire in life. No, God cannot be used. He sees our hearts. But he wants you to seek him first, to know him just as he knows you and to learn of his perfect will for you, God's will for you. And I talk about this particular topic in episode 44, so you can take a listen if you'd like to. Okay, I kind of talk about the concept of um, seeking God for him. Okay, you can take a listen. But moving on here, God wants you to seek him first. So you can genuinely surrender your will to him because he will never force you. God wants you to seek him first, willingly surrender your will to him and exchange it for his. And do you know why this is important, sis? It is because when you begin to seek him, when you begin to seek God, everything you have ever needed will be given to you as long as you are in that relationship for God and not just what you can get from God. Okay? I'm going to read Matthew 6, 33 again, but this time from the Living Bible Version because I kind of like how it's, it's uh, rephrased that Matthew 6, 33. And so it says, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. And he will give them, them meaning all your desires, all your needs, he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as 
He wants you to. So sis, I ask you this question right now. What position or priority have you given God in your life, in your single season or any season you may be currently in right now for that matter? So have you given your needs the number one position? And then maybe your job the number two position. And then the need for a man to cure your loneliness, which never works, by the way, as number three position. And then your urge to find a man to get married. So maybe as number four position. And then everything else you can think of, you kind of give them their own position, positions until maybe the last position, say the last position, say the last position is number seven, the number seven position. You then remember to say, oh yeah, I forgot. Let me just put God right here, number seven, the last position. Yeah, it's a good thing I remember. Yeah, number seven's good for God. But to be to be real here, who likes to be last? Who like who likes to take the last position? Who likes to come last? Do you? I know for sure that I don't. No one even or ever wants to come second place. Everyone feels great when they're at number one. I know I feel great when I can be number one. Don't you feel great when you're number one or you're the number one or first priority in someone's life? So does God naturally. He wants to be number one in your life. He wants to be the priority in your life, not taking the last position like you may be doing right now. And God doesn't want this number one position just because he's selfish. No, God wants that number one position in your life so that he has the authority and opportunity without any restrictions to bless you the way he has always intended. Okay, so since even though you understand now that God wants you focused on him so you can walk over those, storm, those, those uh, storms. Okay, but in order to keep walking over those storms, you have to keep your focus on Jesus. And in order to keep your focus on Jesus, you need to keep him as the number one priority in your life and seek him first especially if you want to live an enjoyable life where you overcome and keep walking over all of life's storms because he will be the one you run to first whenever the storms of life in your single journey arises as opposed to letting the storms control you, okay? And to finally answer your question of where are all the good men, sis? It's a very simple answer. Those men... You know where they are? They are within God's will. That's where they are and that's where that good man, the man God has ordained to be your husband will find you. So let me share a truth with you. There is a shortage of men, but this shortage of men is only an issue within your own will, okay? There is a shortage of men within your will because your will is short-sighted, short-lived, and it doesn't plan out the end from the beginning. Your will is only good for the moment because you don't know how future events will unfold, nor do you have control over those future events. But in God's will, sis, in God's will, there is no shortage 
of men because God has the man ordained to be your husband within his will and he wants you properly positioned within his will, keeping him that is God in first place and living your life the way God wants you to. So again, where can you find good men? Where are all the good men? Well, they are within God's will, but not just men or any man. The man God has ordained for you specifically to be your husband, he is within God's will. And also, yes, God's will is a place, okay? You probably don't think of God's will as a place because it's not a physical place. You can meet up with someone or run into someone, but it is a spiritual place, a spiritual positioning by God for you to receive all the amazing plans and blessings God has for you, including meeting that God-ordained man to be your husband, okay, for your God-ordained marriage. So if you've tried everything to get you a man and you're tired of wondering where are all the good men, search no more. They are in the will of God for you. Well, he is the man God ordained to be your husband. That particular man is in the will of God waiting to find you. You don't or won't have to find no man within God's will, but ensure you are within the same will of God so you can be found, sis. Okay? During my single days, there was a shortage of men, of good men. But that shortage was within my own will. And I always ended up with the wrong guys. But within God's will, I was found. When I, when I accepted God's will and chose to live my life according to the plans he had for me, eventually I was found. And I didn't have to find him or worry. I just kind of let God do his thing. And I was found within God's will. And my husband did all he could to ensure he got married to me as quickly as he could. And he made sure I was always aware he was doing all he could to secure my hand in marriage. And so here I am today, very happily married and enjoying my best life, but I needed to first accept God's perfect will for my life. I needed to give God first priority, first place in my life and change the priority of my single or my priorities in my single season around to make sure God was number one for everything else to follow. To follow. Okay? So you need to first accept God's perfect will for your life. Okay, and for me, after accepting God's will for my life, I also very happily enjoyed my single season despite the obvious struggles. And sis, you need, you need to do the same thing as well. Because without a doubt, that man God has ordained for you will find you and wife you in God's perfect time because it, is with it, because it will be within God's perfect will for you. So change your focus and focus on God. Keep him first and top priority in your life. Accept his perfect will for you so you can remain focused. And remember, God understands the struggles, all the struggles that the singlehood or single season brings. Share your emotions with him. Cry, drop it all at his feet if you need to, if you feel like you need to. Because even though you may feel down sometimes, God understands. He understands it all. And he will give you the strength to keep going. 
Understand that sharing your emotions with God and feeling lonely, feeling sad, doesn't mean you are sinking. It means you are human, <laughs> you're a child of God, and you are hanging on and holding on to God and His promises for you. And for sure, He will strengthen you to keep walking over those storms because you cannot afford to sink into those storms because the blessings God has for you, they're too amazing. They're too great for you to have any downtime. You have to keep going, okay? And remember your life. Remember, your life doesn't start when you get married. It starts now. So surrender your will to God. Accept his perfect will for you. Keep him first and watch him add everything onto you, including that marriage you're looking up to him for. But remember, it will all happen in God's perfect time. Okay, sis, God bless you. Stay strong. Keep walking over those storms by keeping your focus on God. Live your best single life now or whatever season of life you may be in. Okay, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. God bless you, and I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.